information on the show you can follow the show on twitter and on facebook at cold talk that is at c-o-l-e-d-t-a-l-k on there you can message questions or touches of the show you can tweet with, with me during the event i'd love to hear what you guys have to say also don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button together so when the newest episodes are released you can sign and find all the episodes on all the major platforms for podcasts including spotify apple music apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. Also, I'd like to thank my brother, Landon Martin, for the amazing artwork on the page. And to see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Week 7 in the NFL. A little bit more quieter this week than last week. There's a lot of great games going on last week. So we're talking about the performance and storylines from last week as well. And who I think is going to pick up the win this week. Uh, but again, a uh, very quiet week this week, as we had a lot of big games, it seemed like last week, this week, we only had two teams over, two games that had teams over 500 playing against each other. I think we had three games where there's teams at 500 playing each other, which I feel like the records are a little bit lower than usual in previous years, where a lot more teams have are Eve at the 500 mark than usual. Uh, but again, a lot of great teams are also on by this week, so very interesting to see how this is going to work out. Uh, of course, we had one of the biggest games of the week last week, maybe possibly the biggest game of the regular season happened last week, and that is the first team that we're going to talk about on the bye week this week, and that is the Buffalo Bills who come in at 5-1 and one and currently sit atop of the AFC standings. Uh, Buffalo Bills were able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 24-20 to uh, last week. Quarterback Josh Allen lead the way with 329 yards, three touchdowns, but did lose a fumble on a pretty bad pitch, to be honest with you. Uh, but overall, they remain the uh, Josh Allen was able to help the team pick up the win. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs, 10 receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. Running back Devin Singletary with 85 yards rushing in the game. Wide receiver Gabe Davis, three receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. Tight end Dawson Knox, one touchdown in the game. And linebacker Von Miller with two sacks, two big sacks in this game to help the Bills beat the Chiefs. But again, the Buffalo Bills are on top of the AFC, being the only team at 5-1. But they are chased behind one, two, three, four, five, six teams with uh, two losses. So a loss could push them back into the shuffle with some other teams as well. Uh, but again, this Bills offense looking fantastic again this year. Uh, defense, who's been beat up even, has been looking pretty impressive. Uh, so a bye week is going to be a huge help for this team. Get some people healthy. Get some more people ready to go. Uh, but again, this Bills team, uh, very impressive so far this year as they now get their bye week, again, to get everybody healed up and ready to go. Uh, but again, the best team in the AFC North, AFC, AFC North, AFC, I should say, is the Buffalo Bills. Next, we talk about a team who is surprising at 500 this time of year. Last year's Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, who are at 3-3. Three three. They were able to get back to 500 with the win over the Carolina Panthers, 24-10. Quarterback Matthew Stafford having a lot better game in this one. 220, going 26 for 33, 253 yards, one touchdown, uh, but didn't have one costly interception, which ended up turning into a pick six in that game. Uh, leading receiver, of course, who else but Cooper Cup, seven receptions for 80 yards. 
And for the first time, I believe, this year, Allen Robinson the second has had a big game as he had five receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. I guess not a big game, but he had a good game, I should say. Uh, but good for him to finally be get involved in this pass offense. Running back Darrell uh, Henderson Jr., 43 yards in this game and a touchdown. And wide receiver Ben uh, Sorkonik with a rushing touchdown as well. But the Rams... Uh, a lot to go through this uh, week as they go into their bye. Uh, one thing that they're going to be discussing is with uh, what to do with Cam Akers. As it was announced uh, last week, Cam Akers would be missing the game for personal reasons. And now that there's reports that that he will be possibly not playing for the team anymore after that. So, again, something to keep an eye on as if this is going to happen. This is according to Jake uh, Glazer as well. Uh but we will have to wait and see what is going to be up with him. I, again, a pretty good young running back. I believe this is his third year in the NFL. Uh, but again, it's hard to believe that something well, something could have happened in this one. Uh, but again, we'll see what happens. If not, it's going to be Henderson's team to ha uh, deal with at this point. So we will have to wait and see how that is going to work for the Rams. Also, the Rams, of course, as like I mentioned before, receiving has not been a big help for this team. Uh, it seems like Stafford's only two targets, or usually, only target usually in games is Cup having big receiving games, and somebody else usually fouls up behind him. This week it was Robinson. Uh, but there's still been talks of free aging. Odell Beckham Jr., I guess, with the Rams, as previously reported, uh, the, the Rams were, uh, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. was looking for a contract just like Michael Gallup's, and uh, from what I can see here, Michael Gallup's contract was a five-year, $62.5 million. That's according to NFL.com. Uh, this is according to Sleep Report about this for him to rejoin the team. Uh, apparently, the Rams said they are still interested in Odell Beckham Jr., so we'll see if this leads to him joining the team here again sooner rather than later. Uh, would be a bad week to pick him up. Would be this bye week to give him time to a week to adjust to the team once again. Uh, but yeah, we'll wait and see maybe if Odell will be joining the Rams here sometime sooner or later, or possibly joining some other team who's looking for some receiving help. I know the Packers could be looking for that as well. Another team coming off, uh, coming into the bye week in pretty good shape is the 5-1 Minnesota Vikings, number two in the NFC. As last week, they beat the Dolphins 24-16. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson having another big game, six receptions for 107 yards. Quarterback Kirk Cousins, 175 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Delvin Cook, 77 yards and one touchdown. Wide receiver Adam Thielen and tight end E. Irv Smith. Jr. with a touchdown each in this game. And then linebackers Darius Smith and Patrick Jones the second, each having two sacks in that game. I think that overall the Vikings had six sacks on the Dolphins. But another very impressive going for the Vikings. Uh, the 5-1, and one, again, the best start for Kirk Cousin ever in his career. Uh, so he continues to look strong to begin this season. Dufferin Jefferson looking just absolutely incredible. And, and then the rest is the defense as well. As you know, they've had allowed points at times. They are able to get to the backfield quite often. Uh, so they are able to disturb the quarterback, it seems like, each and every week. So a very good team for this Minnesota Vikings team, leading the NFC North right now, as they have a pretty good lead over the Packers, who are 3-3 three and three right now. So a two-game advantage uh, coming into their bye week. Now, get, again, chance for everybody to get rested up. I know Delvin Cook's been dealing, I believe, with a shoulder injury. Uh, so a chance for him to get that fixed up a little bit more and get ready to go. Uh, but overall, the Vikings having an absolutely fantastic beginning of the season as they continue to build on that after the bye week. And last but not least, the best team in the NFL goes into their bye week this week. The only undefeated team left in the NFL, 
The Philadelphia Eagles at 6-0. As last week, they were able to beat their division rival, the Dallas Cowboys, 26-17. Quarterback Justin Hurts not having the best game in this one, but he had 155 yards passing, two touchdowns, but was sacked four times. Cornerback Miles Sanders of 71 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wide receiver A.J. Brown, red receiving with five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Devontae Smith with a touchdown in this game as well, but safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a big help on the defense, getting two interceptions on the game. But again, this Eagles team remaining undefeated going into the bye week. Uh, honestly, this team does look good, but I don't think they're world beater good because I do believe if Dak Prescott played that game and uh, Cooper Rush did not throw three interceptions, I think the Cowboys may have had a chance to beat them in this game. Uh, but too many costly mistakes by the Cowboys on offense. Uh, cost them this game. The Eagles were able to pick up the win at home and remain undefeated. Uh, past couple weeks, the Eagles have been able to escape wins. Uh, I think the uh, previous week they played the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals had a chance to tie the game with a field goal. I think it was a 47 yard field goal and just missed it. Uh, allowing the Eagles to pick up the win in that one and avoid overtime. Uh, so again, uh, a couple of good <laughs> things have gone to the side of the Eagles the last couple of weeks. Uh, now they're coming to this bye week and we'll see if they'll get their team able to rest here. Uh, get ready to go. Uh, but again, the Eagles remain the only undefeated team in the NFL at 6-0. Now let's get into our games for this week. And we'll start off with Thursday Night Football with a pair of teams that are 2-4 and four and looking to pick up a win uh, this week. Uh, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Last week, the Saints were suffered a loss to the Bengals, 30-26. to Cornerback Elvin Kamara leading the way with 99 yards rushing in that game. Quarterback Andy Dalton with 162 yards passing and one touchdown. Uh, wide receiver Traquan Smith, three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown leading receiving. Quarterback Rashad Shahid, Shahid, Shahid with a touchdown in the game. There we go. Uh, kicker Will Lutz with four for four on field goals in the game. And linebacker Demario Davis with two sacks for the Saints on defense. Uh, but the Saints were able to keep up the Bengals for the most part. They're leading late into this game. And to a big catch by Jamar Chase was able to allow them to take the lead. And they say weren't able to recover from that. So the Saints suffering another close loss to a good team. Uh, so we'll see if the Saints can bounce back here against the Cardinals. Uh, it will be interesting to see who will be in that quarterback. Is Andy Dolan, if he were a man at quarterback, or a quarterback, uh, Jamar uh, will, will, uh, Winston will be able to uh, come back in and uh, take his starting role back. Uh, we'll see if he's going to be recovered from his injury quick enough or not. But I believe I did hear he was uh, practicing a little bit. But again, we'll have to wait and see if he'll be coming in at quarterback this week on Thursday Night Football. They'll give him another week of rest to recover from his injury. Uh, but then this week, they'll be going against the Arizona Cardinals, who suffered a loss to the Seattle Seahawks, 19-9. Quarterback Kyler Murray, 222 yards passing, one interception. And he was also sacked six times. He also ran for 100 yards in this game and lost a fumble. Tight end Zach Ertz leading receiving with seven receptions for 70 yards. Wide receiver Marquise Brown with five receptions for 68 yards until he had to leave with a foot injury, which we'll go over here in a little bit. Safety Chris Bonjo with a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown, which is the only touchdown in this game for the Arizona Cardinals. And backers, uh, linebackers are in Collins uh, with a two sacks in the game. And uh, big news coming this week for the Arizona Cardinals is they will be getting their wide receiver and their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, back from suspension for his PEDs that he tested positive for in the offseason. So he'll be able to rejoin the team now. So his first game action will be this Thursday. Uh, so a big, big help for Kyler Murray because it seems like when Hopkins is in the game, uh, Kyler Murray's stats go way up. Uh, and this season so far with the Cardinals offense has not been pretty. Uh, 
so far, Kyler Murray's 15th incompletion percentage, which is 67%. Last in yards per attempt with only 5.8 yards. 16th in passing yards with 1,475. Tied for 19th in passing touchdowns with 6. 25th in uh, quarterback rating with 81.4. 28th on first down percentage at 29%. And they had the shortest, longest play in the of the year so far, which is the third, only 32 yards is their longest play on the season. So this offense not looking pretty to begin this year. We'll see if DeAndre Hopkins can be a help to that uh, offense, but uh, they will be also be losing a weapon for six weeks as well as the guy leading the way for Hopkins while he was gone was Marquise Brown. He is going to possibly be out for six weeks, six weeks with a foot injury. So uh, hopefully he gets a speedy recovery in that one, but six weeks. So he won't be back till possibly week 13 or 14, so we'll see when Brown will be able to make his recovery and come back. But a big loss for this Cardinals offense, but they were able to add a receiver this week as well as they were able to add Robbie Anderson from a trade after having uh, being ejected from the game on Sunday after having an argument with his coaches. He was traded to the Cardinals on Monday for a 2024 sixth-round pick, a 2025 seventh-round pick. So literally Cardinals almost trading nothing to get him on the team. So we'll see what kind of... Uh, impact Robbie Anderson will have, be able to have on this offense. Uh, but again, the Cardinals at least getting two receivers for one at, at this point. Uh, but it would be kind of interesting to see how this offense would look with Brown, Hopkins, and Anderson on their field for him, especially Ertz as well. Uh, but again, we'll see what this Cardinals team is going to look like here on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but in this one, I think this could be a close one. I think this could be an interesting one. Uh, this can go either way. I do like the Saints defense in this game, but I think if, we'll see how Hopkins does in this game as well. That is the main question. Is Hopkins going to be back to where he needs to be uh, in this game and game-like uh, game conditioning? Uh, it should be interesting to see. And a, this is a hard one I would have to say, but I feel like I'm going to have to go with my gut and go with the Arizona Cardinals in this one. Yes, they have struggled on offense, but I think they can do something here against the Saints defense. Even though I think this could be a uh, close game, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, it just depends on how well this defense is going to be able to handle this Arizona team. Uh, I'll be interested to see who's in at running back as well if the Arizona Cardinals, as they have had quite a few injuries in that one. Is James Collins going to be uh, Connor going to be back in? Uh, is Benjamin going to be the running back this week? Uh, be interested to see who is going to be running the ball in this game. Uh, but I overall, I believe I'm going to go with Arizona Cardinals in this one. Man, the more I think about it, I actually want to start changing my mind here. No, I am going to change my mind. I guess I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I just I just think the New Orleans Saints defense is going to be too much for this Cardinals team. I think this New Orleans Saints team has been keeping up in close games with good teams. I think they have the better team overall in this one. I'm going to go with the Saints on the road. I'm, it's going to be a close game in my opinion no matter what. But I just I just feel like uh, everybody coming back for the Cardinals and all the injuries they're dealing with right now. I think the Saints just had the better team. As long as whoever's at quarterback avoids turnovers against this Cardinals team, I think they'll be fine. But I do believe the Saints will pick up the win in this one on Thursday night football. Next, let's go on to the 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone games. We'll start with a pair of 3-3 three, three teams going head-to-head -head as the Atlanta Falcons will take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Last week, Atlanta was able to pick up a win against the San Francisco 49ers 28-14. Quarterback Marcus Mariota having a pretty efficient game. 13 for 14 passing, 129 yards, two touchdowns. Also ran for 50 yards in a touchdown. Quarterback Caleb Huntley with 59 yards rushing in the game. Leading for the receivers was wide receiver Ulamade uh, Zacchaeus, who had four receptions for 58 yards. Quarterback Tyler Elger 
with 51 yards rushing as well. Tight ends Kyle Pitts and Nicole Pruitt with a touchdown each in this game. And safety Jalen uh, Hawkins with a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown. So Atlanta being able to bounce back once again from a loss, coming pick up a big win against a 49ers team. A lot of people thought we were going to keep on rolling, especially one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, the Cardinals were able to take advantage of that, take advantage of a couple turnovers and were able to score on them, especially a fumble in the, in the end zone. Also get a couple interceptions as well off Garoppolo, and that was able to help this Atlanta Falcons team pick up the win and now be tied in the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Falcons... Still in the hunt for that division win. Uh, speaking of division, going for the division, the Cincinnati Bengals were able to beat the Saints last week, 30-26. Now tied with the Baltimore Ravens at 3-3. Three three. Quarterback Joe Burrow with two, going 28-37 for 30, 300 yards and three touchdowns in the game. Wide receiver Jamar Chase, seven receptions for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Tyler Boyd, six receptions for 66 yards. And running back Joe Mixon with 45 yards rushing, but did have a receiving touchdown in the game as well. Uh, this one should be an interesting game as well. Uh, both teams trying to get above 500 here. And in this one, I have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals being at home. I think they're the better team offensive-wise. Yes, Atlanta was, has been looking, staying, being consistent, which is good. They're avoiding turnovers, which is what they need to do to win games. But the Cincinnati offense is going to be way too powerful for this Atlanta defense. Uh, I think Atlanta should be able to put some points on the board because the Bengals defense hasn't looked that great as well. But I do believe that this game will go to the Bengals. I think this will be a touchdown win for the Bengals. And I see them pick up the win in this one, moving to 4-3 on this season. Next, we have the 1-4 Detroit Lions taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who are 4-2. Last week, Detroit was on their bye. We'll go over some of their stats, uh, their players going coming out of the bye. Uh, quarterback Jared Goff right now with 1,355 yards. 11 touchdowns with his fifth in the NFL and fourth four interceptions on the season. We're on back Jamal Williams leading the backfield right now with 332 yards. Six touchdowns was tied for second in the NFL. Running back DeAndre Swift, who has been suffering an injury the last couple of weeks. Uh, he is respected to be back this week for the Lions. Uh, so far this year, he has 231 yards rushing, 8.6 yards per carry, which is absolutely insane. Uh, one touchdown and one receiving touchdown. I believe that 8.6 yards per carry leads the NFL, if I'm correct. I'm not, I can't promise you on that one, but it's pretty high enough where you think it would be. Uh, wide receiver uh, Josh Reynolds leading receiving right now, 23 yard, 23 receptions, 335 yards received, two touchdowns. Uh, wide receiver Amase Brown, who was on a limited snap count against the Patriots before the bye week. I uh, expect him to be f at full health this week against Dallas. 27 receptions, 271 yards, and three touchdowns on the season. And this Lions team uh, coming in this bye week had one of the best offenses in the league before playing the Patriots where they were not able to put any points up on the board. Uh, then we, of course, dealing with a lot of injuries on the offensive side and especially defensive side as well as they, I think they had three cornerbacks were hurt in the Patriots game as well and already had a couple out for the season already ready to begin with. So a lot of bad things happened to Saint, uh, this Lions team so far uh, this year, uh, but it has not been pretty overall for this Lions team on defense as they have one of the, the worst defense, I believe, in the NFL currently. And the offense, who was one of the best in the NFL, he, again, on last previous week, they played against Patriots, not putting up a single point in that one. So I got a Lions team that needs to get things figured out here. Uh, this week as they play, take on the Dallas Cowboys who suffered a loss to the Eagles last week on Sunday Night Football 26-17. Quarterback Cooper Rush having his worst game of the season 
as he went 18 for 38, 181 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions in that one. Running back Ezekiel Elliott, 81 yards, a touchdown. Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb leading the way with five receptions for 68 yards. And tight end Jake Ferguson with a touchdown in the game as well. And this game was the first time the defense has allowed multiple touchdowns in a game this season. Also, they the first time they allowed over 20 points in a game this season. So the defenses were a, uh, kind of a little bit of disadvantage. Of course, those three interceptions don't help the defense at all either. Uh, that's why I believe the Eagles did get over 20 points in this one. And why the Cowboys didn't have a chance to win this one at the end. But they still remained with nine points even after all that. So it tells me this Cowboys team is still pretty good. Especially the defense is very, very good, I think, as well. Probably one of the top five defenses in the NFL. But good news for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush did his job. He went 4-1 and one as a starter for this. Uh, actually, 3-1 and one this year as a starter, I believe, for the Cowboys uh, this year. But it's time to have the man, uh, have the main man take over once again. And that is... Quarterback Dak Prescott, again, I'm sorry about that. That it would be, he did go 4-1 and one as a starting quarterback for the uh, Cowboys this year. But Dak Prescott would make it, should be making his return this week. Uh, his finger is all healed up and ready to go. Stitches are all out and ready for him to play here against the Lions, which is bad news for my Detroit Lions. Because uh, I don't think they stand a chance in this one. I think the Cowboys are winning this one pretty easily. I uh, would not be surprised if they win this one by two touchdowns. Uh, this defense is going to be, put a lot of pressure on this Lions team. I think it's going to be hard for this Lions team to be able to do anything in this one. Uh, but I I just don't see anything going good for the Lions. I think Cowboys will put up a quite a bit of points knowing how this Lions team has looked from previous weeks as well, too. I don't think the bye week is going to help them for this one. It just depends on how Dak looks, I guess, in this game. I guess, of course, is probably a good game for him to start off against going against one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, but we'll see what happens here for this team. But, I again, I think Dallas ends up wiping the floor with the Lions in this one, winning by multiple touchdowns. Uh, also, another thing to kind of keep an eye on for the Lions is when uh, Jamison Williams will be playing at wide receiver for them. Uh, there has been hopes that he'll be coming in sooner rather than later. They might give him a little bit more time to heal up. But, another again, something to keep an eye on week by week if you're a Detroit Lions fan is that when Jamison Williams will be playing for the Detroit Lions at wide receiver. I think that'll be a huge thing for the Lions to have. And to see him play as a Lion, I think it'll be great for this offense. Uh, but again, I, we'll see if he does play this week or not. I haven't heard anything yet about it, so I doubt it. Again, give him time to get up to 100% after tearing his ACL last year. Uh, once he gets healthy and 100% to go, he might be a big factor for that offense. But and again, let's go back to this game. Uh, I think Dallas is going to dominate this one and move to 5-2 and two on the season. Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts at 3-2-1, taking on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, excuse me, Tennessee Titans at 3-2. So a battle in the AFC North, uh, South, excuse me. And the winner of this game will be the leader of that division as well. Uh, last week, the Indianapolis Colts were able to beat the Jaguars 34-27. Quarterback Matt Ryan, that one thrown for 389 yards and three touchdowns. What is he from Michael Pittman Jr.? 13 receptions for 134 yards. So Pittman's first huge game of the season. I think it's what a lot of fantasy boomers were expecting out of Pittman this year. Uh, so a great game for him. Running back Deion Jackson, 10 receptions, 79 yards, 42 rushing yards as well. And uh, also a touchdown in the game. Wide receiver Paris Campbell, seven receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Alec uh, Pierce and tight end Jalen Woods with a touchdown each in the game. So the Colts starting to get the ball rolling a little bit more in this one as they had to rely more on their passing game with Jonathan Taylor being out. 
Nikeem Hines, I believe, was out as well. So I left Deion Jackson as their starting running back who played more receiver than running back in this one. Uh, but then the Colts were able to beat out the Jaguars and pick up the win in that game. So again, having a chance now this week to take the division lead as they'll be going against Tennessee Titans who are going to be was on some rest last week as they were on a bye. We'll talk about their top team stats as quarterback Ryan Tannehill only throwing for 965 yards this year, six touchdowns and three interceptions. Running back Derrick Henry with 408 yards rushing which was 10th in the NFL, five touchdowns which was 4th in the NFL and 104 total attempts on the season which is tied for 4th. So Derrick Henry, of course, getting a load of the carries and the chances to help this offense out. Uh, again, Derrick Henry is almost the offense, it seems like, at times. As wide receiver Robert Woods leading the receiving for the team was only 17 receptions, 240 yards, and a touchdown. So just by looking at these stats, you can tell that this Tennessee team relies on Derrick Henry and relies on their defense to win them them games. Uh, they don't usually put the ball on quarterback Tannehill's hands too much. Uh, so again, it all relies on how Derrick Henry plays in some games, and usually if it does go in the Tannehill's hands, uh, it's not a good-looking uh, overall for the Tennessee Titans, as it usually means they might be looking at a loss in the game. Uh, but this one could be an interesting game uh, in Tennessee. Uh, but in this one, I think I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts in this. I think they're starting to pick up a little bit. Yes, the defense ain't looking as good as I was expecting to look this year. Uh, I expected this Colts defense to hopefully look better than they did last week against the Jags. As a week prior against the Broncos, they looked good. Of course, the Broncos offense has not looked that good as well. Uh, but I expect the India's Indianapolis Colts defense to look a little better this week. Focus on the run to stop Derrick Henry. Make Tannehill throw the ball. And again, if Matt Ryan can avoid turnovers like he did last week and lead this offense to scoring, I think this would be a pretty... Convincing win for the Colts. Uh, I do expect them to win this one probably by a touchdown or so. But I do believe the Colts picked this up the win on, on the road. They will move to 4-2-1 in the overall this year. And also take the AFC South lead. Next we have the 3-3 three three Green Bay Packers taking on the 2-4 Washington Commanders. Again, a season that could be almost forgotten, it feels like, for the Packers at this point. Uh, shocking to see, see them at 500, but they lost to the Jets last week. 27-10 quarterback Aaron Rodgers throwing for 246 yards. A touchdown also sacked four times and lost a fumble. Tight end Tony Tunyon leading receiving with 10 receptions for 90 yards. Wide receiver Alan Lazard, four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. And running back A.J. Dillon leading the way with 41 yards. So his offense continued to seem like to try to somehow figure things out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not having a good connection with receivers in this game. Uh, again, uh, I believe Randall Cobb also left this game injured, so it'll be interesting to see if he's... Uh, okay coming into this week as well. Uh, and then pretty much had to go to his veterans, uh, Tunyon and Lizard. That's why he, and pretty much that was it for receiving for him. Uh, running backs did not look too hot as uh, Aaron Do uh, Aaron Jones not doing too much in this game as well. Uh, so a lot of things to figure out on this Green Bay offense coming into this game. Of course, luckily they're going against a weaker Washington Commanders team who were able to pick up a win last week on Thursday Night Football against the Bears 12-7. to Running back Brian Robinson Jr. having a good game. Six yards rushing and one touchdown. Again, a feel-good story in the NFL after being shot twice in August during a robbery. Uh, coming back a couple weeks ago and Al getting his first touchdown in the NFL for the rookie. So uh, congratulations to him on that one. Quarterback Carson Wentz uh, <laughs> having a very, very weak game in this one. Only 99 yards passing in the game. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin led the receiving of three receptions for 41 yards. And news from Washington that Washington Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz will be put on injured reserve and will be out four to six weeks with a fractured ring finger on his throwing hand. Uh, that is according to Mike uh, Garofalo. 
Uh, so coming in now, for quarterback for the Washington Commanders would be Tyler Heineke. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he was the quarterback who filled in uh, during the playoffs a couple years ago against Stan Bay Buccaneers and almost beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So we'll see if he can try to bring that magic back again for Washington this week against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, behind him at backup quarterback will be Sam Howell, the rookie quarterback uh, from North Carolina. So we'll see if he might get an opportunity to play a little bit as well if uh, things don't go good, go good for Heineke. So again, something we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but Heineke will be the starting quarterback this week against the Packers. So we'll see if maybe he'll give a little more up to this offense and help them out a little bit. Uh, but in this one, i got to go with the Green Bay Packers. Yes, their offense doesn't look great. But I feel like uh, going against a backup quarterback, going against a Washington team that is not that great, I think they should be able to take advantage of this team, uh, pick up a win on the road. I, again, don't expect this to be a blowout, but I do expect Green Bay to win this one by 7 to 10 points, I would say, as I will go with the Packers winning on the road, beating the Commanders, and moving to 4-3. and three. Next, we have the 3-3 three three Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers at 1-5. Another older quarterback team struggling as Tampa Bay suffered a loss last week, a shocking loss to the Steelers, 20-18. Quarterback Tom Brady going for 243 yards, a touchdown in that one. Whereas here for Chris Godwin, 66 receptions for 95 yards. Running back London for net rushing for 63 yards and also have a receiving touchdown. And kicker Ryan suck up 4 for 4 on field goals in this game as they were not able to capitalize once they got into Steelers territory. That was the major thing in this game. Uh, Tom Brady not happy with his offensive line. At one point, he was even yelling at them on the sideline before the half. Uh, just This team just seems like they can't get things figured out right now, which is kind of weird because it's all the same players from the previous years. So I don't know what they can't get figured out at this point. Everybody's almost healthy at this rate. So again, uh, just a lot of question marks on the Tampa Bay team. But again, it is a Tom Brady team. They get better and better. Usually the season goes on at the halfway point. So we'll see if Tom Brady can turn this team around as time goes on. Uh, another team that's trying to get things, a lot of things figured out right now is this Carolina Panthers team who lost to the Rams last week, 24-10. Running back Christian McCaffrey, uh, have won seven receptions for 89 yards, also 69 rushing yards in that game. Quarterback P.J. Walker, who was a starter, only had 60 passing yards in the game uh, before his backup would come in and replace him in the fourth quarter. Cornerback uh, Dante Jackson with 30 yards a 30-yard interception return for the only touchdown of the game for the Carolina Panthers. So, again, this offense just looked absolutely horrible this week. Uh, they could not do anything to help out this team. The defense were the, pretty much almost the only ones to be able to help this offense or anybody, this team, put up any points on the board in this one. And now there's news from uh, some trade talks for running back Christian McCaffrey, according to ESPN and Fox Sports. Uh, Carolina Panthers are listening to trades for him. Uh, now the question is for a lot of teams that they do want to trade for him is his injury history. Uh, is it worth the trade with him being almost injured every year of his NFL career? Uh, we'll see if uh, any teams are going to try to bite on this one at all. But it'll be interesting to see if McCaffrey is traded. And if they do trade McCaffrey, this team will have almost seem like absolutely nothing. And this will easily be the worst team in the NFL if they're not already the worst team to begin with right now. Uh, so we'll see if he is ended up being traded at some point uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, also, some news, quarterback Sam Darnold will be removed off the IR, so I expect him to start this week for this Carolina Panthers team, so we'll be interested to see if he will be able to do anything to help this Panthers offense out as well. As interim head coach Steve Wicks has a lot to deal with right now, uh, filling in for uh, Rule, who was fired uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, last week. So, again, last week was his first week as a Carolina head coach. Uh, suffered a pretty embarrassing loss to the Rams. Uh, got enough, had, had he eject one of his wide receivers, Robbie Anderson, who they ended up trading, like I mentioned earlier. So a lot of 
bad things happening with this Carolina Panthers team. And that's when I usually got to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At some point, this team's got to turn around. I feel like the Tampa Bay team. Tom Brady is not going to take this team looking like this for too long because he's going to keep on yelling at his team and putting more pressure on this team on, at practice and everything else as well. Of course, a lot got to go on in Tom Brady's life, which we're not going to go over at all. But again, a lot of things happening on the Tampa Bay team as well that they just need to get the ball rolling here, I think, to get this team going. Uh, I think it's a good game to start that off with. I think they'll beat the Carolina Panthers pretty soundly on the road, uh, win in the, uh, pick up a win in the NFC South, as I think they'll move to 4-3 and three in this one. Next, we'll talk about the surprising team playing in the NFL this year, the 5-1 New York Giants taking on the 2-4 Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, the Giants were able to beat the Ravens 24-20. Quarterback Daniel Jones, 173 yards, two touchdowns, did take four sacks in that game. Runback Shaquan Barkley, 83 yards rushing and a touchdown. Tight end Daniel Bellinger, five receptions for 38 yards and one touchdown leading receiving. And wide receiver Wandale Robinson with a touchdown in that game as well. Again, the Giants defense did uh, everything they could to stop this Ravens team. Uh, they gave the Giants offense a good enough field position to convert on opportunities to score in this game. Yes, they didn't get a lot of yards in this game, but they did everything they could to win this game, avoid turnovers, uh, beat down your team until the fourth quarter, and then pick up the win late in that game. It was exactly what the Giants did once again, and they moved to 5-1 and one on the season. Uh, great job by this Giants off team overall, and uh, now having already more wins than they had last year, which last year at four, and then the season already 5-1. and one. So again, very, very impressive turnaround for this New York Giants team. And for the Jaguars last week, they suffered a loss to the Indianapolis Colts, 34-27. to Quarterback Trevor Lawrence was very accurate in this game, going 20-22. for uh, Just was a lot of short passes. That was the only threw for 165 yards in the game. One touchdown was also sacked four times, but did have two rushing touchdowns in the game. Running back Travis Etienne Jr. of 86 yards in the game on the ground. Running back Jamichael ha- uh, Hasty with 57 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wide receiver Zay Jones led receiving with five receptions for 42 yards. And wide receiver Christian Kirk had a touchdown in this game, but also did lose a fumble as well. So again, the Jaguars, who looked like they're going to be a team to deal with at the beginning of this NFL season, has completely fell flat at this point, suffering loss after loss, and now going against a very good defense again this week. Uh, against the New York Giants. Uh, could be an interesting one, this one. I think this one will be, again, another close game for the Giants. But I do see the Giants winning this one. I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upset in this game. So keep an eye on this game as well. But I will go with the Giants in this one. Uh, I just think this defense has looked too good to allow the the uh, Jaguars to beat up on them. Uh, again, I, do not, I would not be surprised if there is an upset in this game. But I will go with the Giants. I'm going to say three-point win in this one. Uh, will win on the road and move to 6-1 and one on the season. Next, we have the 2-4 and four Cleveland Browns taking on the 3-3 three and three Baltimore Ravens in a game in the AFC North. Last week, Cleveland were beat up by the New England Patriots 38-15. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett uh, struggling in this one, 21 for 45, 266 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and was sacked four times. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones led receiving with four receptions for 74 yards. Tight end David Najuku, three receptions for 58 yards. Running back Nick Chubb with his worst game of the season, I believe, with 56 yards rushing. Wide receiver Amari Cooper with a touchdown in this game. And kicker Cade York with three for three on field goals as well. So again, a Cleveland team that looked pretty hot to start the season, uh, falling apart a uh, little now as the season continues, uh, as they were just demet- just destroyed by this Patriots defense. Uh, the offense as well for the Patriots looked very good in that game as well. It's just Cleveland just could not answer to them in that one. 
as they suffered another loss on the season. And for the Ravens, they suffered a loss last week as well to the New York Giants, 24-20. to Running back Kenyon Drake, who filled in, had a great job at running back. 119 yards rushing and a touchdown. I believe he averaged about 10 yards per rush as well in that game. So an amazing game for Kenyon Drake. We'll see if he gets more carries now this week. Tight end Mark Andrews having a good game as well. Seven receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson throwing for 210 yards, a touchdown, one interception. Also had 77 yards rushing and a fumble loss. So a couple of key turnovers by Lamar Jackson this game. Uh, interception late in that one, which cost him and allowed the Giants to take the lead and win that game. Uh, so Baltimore having, I believe they were up 23 at one point in that game, if I am correct. I can't fully remember off the top of my head. Uh, but they had a pretty convincing lead in this game. Uh, we coughed it up. Uh, again, I think this is all three of their losses. They had double-digit leads at one point in the game and lost every one of those games. So Baltimore can get a lead, it seems like, but just cannot hang on to it in the second half. It's just got a their first half team in the second half. They just cannot capitalize off anything. So we'll see if they'll be able to do something against this Cleveland team this week. And I expect they will. I think this Cleveland team is still trying to some figure some things out right now. Uh, offensive defensive-wise, as long as we can get some pressure, I think, on Brissette, it will upset this offense. I think that's what this Baltimore team will end up doing in this game. And I do think the Ravens will win this one. Again, I'd say this would be a seven-point win for the Baltimore Ravens. But they will pick up the win in this division battle and move to 4-3 and three on the season. Now we'll head to our 4 o'clock games as the 4-2 New York Jets will take on the 2-4 Denver Broncos. Last week, the Jets were able to beat the Packers 27-10. Running back Brees Hall with 116 yards rushing and a touchdown. Quarterback Zach Wilson, 110 yards passing. Wide receiver Corey Davis, 2 receptions, 52 yards. Wide receiver Braxton Burials, 1 rushing touchdown in the game. Defensive tackle uh, Quinton Williams with 2 sacks uh, in the game on Aaron Rodgers. And on special teams, Will Parks with a 20-yard block punt return for a touchdown. So a Jets team, again, another surprising team in the NFL is the New York Jets, who go to 4-2 and two on the season. Again, avoiding mistakes. Uh, defense is doing their job, uh, limiting uh, the uh, offense, other offenses of scoring. And special teams, of course, in this one big as well, getting a touchdown for the Jets. So again, the Jets just avoiding mistakes, and that is what's keeping them in these games and allowing them to well, win this game pretty convincingly against the Packers. So again, a surprise team in the New York Jets this year. This week, they'll take on the Denver Broncos, who suffered a loss in overtime to the Los Angeles Chargers, 19-16 on Monday Night Football. Quarterback Russell Wilson going 15 for 28 in this game for 888 yards and a touchdown, which is shocking because Russell Wilson started off this game 10 for 10, only having five incomplete passes after that start. Again, just uh, Russell Wilson continuing to struggle this year. Running back Octavius Murray running for 66 yards in this one. Again, another big question mark for the Broncos as a lot of people expect Melvin Gordon to be the lead back in this game. But Murray, for some reason, took majority of the carries. I think Melvin Gordon had three carries on the game. Uh, wide receiver Jerry Judy, three receptions, 54 yards. Tight end uh, Greg uh, Duducci with a touchdown in this game. And kicker Brandon McManus, 3 for 3 on field goals in this one as well. As there also news that Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson suffered a hamstring injury in the game against the Chargers. So we'll see if that has any effect in, to him coming into Sunday's game as well. Uh, so this, again, the Denver's team, just great defense. Offense just needs to get somehow figured out. If the offense can at least do a little bit more work, I feel like this team will be uh, above 500 team. It's just the offense and Russell Wilson could just not get anything going. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think this one is, <laughs> for some reason, this one is an up-in-the-air choice for me. I think, again, I just think this Denver's Broncos defense is good enough to stop this Jets team. 
Uh, it just depends on the Denver offense and what they can do in this one. And I think I'm going to go with the upset in this game. If you want to call it an upset at all, I'm not sure if the books is considered an upset. But I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos beating the Jets. Uh, for some reason, I just think this Denver's defense is going to do enough to upset Zach Wilson. As long as I can stop Brees Hall and give, get, put the ball in Zach Wilson's hands, I think this team will be fine. I think Denver, as long as Russell Wilson can, again, avoid turnovers and at least play a decent game, I think they can, this offense can win this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver with the win in this one. I think it's going to be a three-point game. But I'm going to go with Denver, pick up the win at home, beating, an, I guess, what could be an upset. I'm not sure if it's considered an upset or not, uh, beating the New York Jets. Next, we have uh, the 1-3-1 in Houston, Texas, taking on the 1-4 Las Vegas Raiders. Both these teams on bye week last week. So we'll go over the Houston Texans first. Uh, quarterback David Mills leading the lead team at quarterback with 1,048 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions, but having one of the worst quarterback ratings in the NFL this year with a 31.2, which is 30th in the NFL. Uh, but good news for this offense, they do have a good rookie running back in Damian uh, Pierce as he has ran for 412 yards this year, which is 8th in the NFL. Three touchdowns, which is ninth in the NFL, so a great running back to have in their backfield. And leading the way receiving-wise so far this year is wide receiver Nico Collins, 12, uh, 15 receptions for 272 yards. So again, a Houston team, uh, they did come off a win going into their bye week, so at least they have a little bit of a positive note coming uh, into this week. But we'll see what they're able to do against the Las Vegas Raiders, who, again, were on a bye week as well. Quarterback Derek Carr leading the team at quarterback with 1,279 yards passing, eight touchdowns, and four interceptions. Uh, again, a rather bright note at the running back position for this team, at least as well, as running back Jay Shakeups have had a couple of great weeks before going into bye weeks. Uh, total of 91 attempts uh, rushing the ball on the year, which is ninth in the NFL. 490 yards rushing, which is currently third in the NFL, and three touchdowns is ninth in the NFL. So Josh Jacobs having a lot better the year than he's had in previous years. So great to see Josh Jacobs uh, doing good this year. And of course, the way at wide receiver is their new addition from this year, Devontae Adams with 29 yards receiving, 404 yards, uh, yards, five touchdowns, which is tied for third in the NFL. Uh, well, the question is, which I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about this yet, is uh, if there, anything's going to happen between him and the NFL about what happened on, I believe that was Monday night, uh, the previous week, where he shoved that cameraman out of the way at the end of the game. Uh, I have yet to hear anything about that, so I would be, wouldn't be, I don't think he'd get a suspension, because I believe they would announce something by now. So I think he might be good to go, but again, we'll have to wait and see as the week goes on if he does suffer a suspension or not. Uh, but in this one, I do like the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they're just the better team overall in this game. Uh, again, wouldn't be surprised this game does end up being a closer one, a three to seven point game. Uh, but I do see the Raiders winning this one. I like Derek Carr in this game. I like Josh Jacobs in this game. I think the offense will have a good game for the Raiders. I see them having at least around 20 points in this game. Uh, we'll see how this, uh, the Vader, Raiders defense is going to be able to handle, uh, Pierce in this game. Uh, but I do see the Raiders winning this one at home and moving to four and two, two and four, I should say on the season. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks at 3-3, three and three, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers at 4-2. and two. Seattle last week being able to pick up a win against the Arizona Cardinals, 19-9. Running back Kenneth Walker III, filling in for, for Rashad Penny, who is going to be out for the season. Another good game for Walker, 97 yards rushing and a touchdown. Quarterback Geno Smith throwing for 197 yards. Leading receiver in this one was tight end Noah Fant with six, six receptions for 45 yards. And kicker Jason Myers went 4-4 four four on fuels in this game. 
uh, to help this offense pick up the win against the Cardinals. Uh, so again, the Seattle was not able to do a lot on offense. They were able to get in field goal position, and that was about it. Uh, but right now, again, Kenneth Walker, the rookie, having a good, another good game on the ground as he is able to lead the Seattle team to a win against the Cardinals. And for the Chargers, they were able to pick up a win on Monday Night Football against the Broncos in overtime, 19-16. to Quarterback Justin Herbert thrown for 238 yards in an interception. He could not find anything downfield this entire game. As wide receiver Joshua Palmer with 57 yards receiving in the game. Tight end did, uh, Donald Palmer uh, Parham Jr. with three receptions for 53 yards. Running back Austin Eckler led the backs with only 36 yards rushing and a touchdown. Did have 10 receptions this game as well. So that's where he got majority of his fantasy points in this one. Uh, but again, not a lot of yards. Kicker Dustin Hopkins had a big game, 4-for-4 four four in this one, including the game winner. Uh, he was hurt in this game. As every time he kicked the ball, he would fall to the ground because he could not put any weight on his right leg. Uh, so he fought through that pain and was able to go perfect still in this game and help the Chargers win this one. And linebacker uh, drew the tranquil with two sacks in the game uh, to take down Russell Wilson and help his defense out as well. Uh, but the Chargers did struggle that one. Again, going against a very good Denver Broncos defense, in my opinion. Just uh, were able to contain the Broncos offense enough to help them pick up the win in this one. As they did struggle at first against Russell Wilson. But in the second half, they were able to just completely stop that offense. Which allowed them to go pick up the win for this one. Uh, now, the guys are going against the Seattle offense. It seems like they got some things clicking on at the running back position. So we'll see how the Chargers are able to handle Walker. At this point, we'll see if uh, Geno Smith and company will do something as well. Uh, but in this one, I like the Chargers at home. I think they'll do just enough to win this one as well. I think this will be a close game. So surprising to see it looks like it's going to be at the beginning as the way they looked in the preseason. And we not people that had this much of an expectation for the Seattle Seahawks. But I just see the Chargers win this one. Again, see this one being a 3-7 to seven point game. But I see the Chargers picking up the win in this one. Again, would not be surprised if there is an upset in this one with the Seattle Seahawks winning this one on the road. But I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game. Uh, again, this will be a close one, but I have the Chargers picking up the win and going to 5-2 and two on the season. And our final 4 o'clock game to talk about this week will be the 4-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs taking on the 3-3 three and three San Francisco 49ers, what I might think would be the game of the week this week. Uh, Kansas City last week suffering a loss to the Bills, 24-20. Uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes in that game, 338 yards, two, intercepts, uh, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, of course, one of those interceptions coming on the final drive, costing them the game. So, uh, unlikely pair of interceptions for Patrick Mahomes in an NFL game. We'll see if he can bounce back this week. Uh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster having his best game with the Chiefs so far with five receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. Tight end Travis Kelsey with eight receptions for 108 yards. And wide receiver Mecole Hardman with a touchdown in the game as well. And for the Niners, they suffered a surprising loss against the Atlanta Falcons, 28-14. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo thrown for 296 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Tight end George Kittle, eight receptions for 83 yards. And wide receiver Sam De Debo Samuel with seven receptions for 79 yards. Again, a pair of interceptions that cost this team uh, in this game. Allowed the Falcons to go down the field and score. Uh, offense just was not able to capitalize too much in this game. Uh, again, first time that the San Francisco team has allowed over 20 points on the season in this one as well. So again, a couple of uh, turnovers cost this team and allowed the defense to get on their heels a little bit, which suffered the, uh, cost them this game. Uh, again, would it be surprised if this is a close game as well? And this could be an, also an upset this week, as, depending on how this team plays. Again, as long as this Niners team can avoid turnovers, they could, will be in this game. That is going to be the key 
part of this one. Uh, we know the San Francisco defense is very good, and they can try, possibly do something to Patrick Holmes in this game. Uh, but in this one, I don't see the upset happening. I see the Niners picking up the win in this one. I think they'll win this one by about seven points. Again, I would not. Don't be shocked. If there's an upset in this game with the Niners winning this. But I, the Chiefs, I do like them in this game. I think Mahomes is going to bounce back from a loss and look good once again. I think he'll avoid turnovers in this one. He is going to be going against a very good defense. So we'll see if this Niners defense has anything in store for him. But I do see the Patrick Holmes and company winning this one. The Chiefs, I should say, <laughs> winning this one. And I. Think they'll win this game by about seven points, but again, Chiefs win. They'll go to five and two on the season. Now we head over to Sunday night football, where the two and four Pittsburgh Steelers take on the three and three Miami Dolphins. Last week, Pittsburgh was able to pick up an upset victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, twenty to eighteen. Quarterback Kenny Pickett started off the game six for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown, but he was knocked out with a concussion. So he was out of the game. Quarterback Mitchell Trubisky came in. Had a good game for him, though. Nine, nine for 12 for 144 yards and a touchdown. So great job by Trubisky coming in and filling in. Uh, we'll see what's going to be happening with Pickett. If he is going to be a concussion protocol throughout the week. Uh, but with the way Trubisky played in that game, it's kind of hard to keep Pickett in, in my opinion. Even though he is a rookie and want to give him time to play because he's the future for this team. Uh, Trubisky looking good in that game. So we'll, wouldn't be surprised if he is a starter in this game. Uh, but again, we'll have to see what Mike Tomlin and company believe who, uh, if, if Pickett is healthy, who will be the starting quarterback of that one. But again, Trubisky having a great game in that one. Why does he for Chase, uh, Chase Claypool having his best game of season, seven receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Or back Najee Harris, 42 yards rushing and a receiving touchdown in that game as well. So Pittsburgh picking up a big upset and that one led by Mitch Trubisky as now they take on the Miami Dolphins who suffered a loss last week to the Minnesota Vikings, 24-16. Starting quarterback, this one is Skyler Thompson, the rookie, who threw for 89 yards. But he was knocked out of the game with a thumb injury. Uh, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater took over in this one with throwing for 329 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. was also sacked five times in the game. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, who was uh, interesting to look into this game. Because last week, he walked out of the locker room with a boot. But he looked real good in this game with 12 receptions for 177 yards. Wide receiver Jalen Waddle at six receptions for 129 yards in this game and a fumble loss as well. He is marked as questionable coming in this week. I don't know what his injury was, but I just saw it before I got on here. So uh, we got to see what Waddle's condition will be, but they say he should be playing this week. So again, keep an eye on Waddle as the week goes on. Tried end Mike uh, Jasicki, uh, having his best game of the year. Six receptions for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Raheem Morris with 49 yards rushing in the game. And linebacker Elandon Roberts with a sack and a half in this one to help out this Miami defense. But the big news coming this week is uh, quarterback Tua Tungavaloa. They said he should be back this week to play against the Steelers after suffering two concussions in five days a couple weeks ago. Uh, so very shocking that he's going to be coming back this quickly after a couple of weeks. That is according to Adam Schefter in ESPN. But in, in my mind, it just, doesn't this just seem too quick? It just seems too quick to me. I mean, I've... As I, I've seen in NASCAR that a couple of drivers have gotten concussions. They've announced themselves out for months now. And, uh, two, of course, uh, hard impact in a car is a lot different maybe than taking a shot on the football field. Uh, but, again, one good shot. Had a, who knows what could happen to two, it seems like. So it's almost one of those things where he's about to take a hit. You almost got to hold your breath. Uh, but, again, we'll see what the decision is for the, the Tampa Bay, uh, Miami, I should say. Uh, if, are they going to play him this week? It sounds like they are going to play him this week. So it will be just interesting just – to watch that game because I feel like every time I see a defensive player coming at him, I'm going to hold my breath or want to close my eyes. 
it just, it just seems too quick in my opinion. I feel like he, he should at least take another couple more weeks to let, make sure he is 100% good to go. But again, I'm going to trust the doctors now because I feel like they would not take that risk at all either of him taking another injury. Uh, but again, just it just seems too quick in my opinion. But again, I will trust the doctors who are checking him right now. If they say he's good to go, I will believe him at that point. But in this one, I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins. They were able to keep with the Vikings team even with their backup quarterbacks in. Uh, again, if Tua's back in, I would be expecting a lot of throwing in this game, which will be great for Hill and Waddle and the rest of that those receivers on this team. And I don't expect Pickford to... I expect them to get some points this game, but I don't expect as much as they did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't expect Trubisky to have just as good as a game in this one. Uh, but I do expect Miami to pick up the win in this one. I think it'll be 7 to 10 points. Uh, but again, the Dolphins pick up the win. They will move to 4-3 and three on the season. Now let's head to Monday Night Football, where the 2-4 and four Chicago Bears will take on the 3-3 three and three New England Patriots. Last week, the Bears suffered a loss on Thursday Night Football against the Commanders, 12-7. Quarterback Justin Fields having a little better game this one. 190 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Was also sacked five times. Had 88 rushing yards in the game as well. Wide receiver Dante Pettis, four receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown. Running back Khalib Herbert with 75 yards rushing. Wide receiver Don Re uh, Darnell, Darnell Mooney with seven receptions for 86 yards. So good to see him kind of coming back this year as he's been struggling to begin the season. And running back David Montgomery with 67 yards rushing as well. So a good one again against Commanders. Just could not get enough going on offense as I believe they're in the red zone three times and they did not score at all. In the red zone, so 0 for 3 in the red zone last week. That's what ended up costing the game, and they were literally half a yard short of taking the lead in that game. Again, I think the third play was reviewed. It would have been considered out of bounds either way. But again, they just failed to convert in the red zone in that game, and that cost them a couple, I think it was a couple of turnovers in the red zone, and then that turnover on downs at the end of the game cost the Bears in that one. And just the Bears offense just needs to get things figured out. They're looking better as weeks going on, luckily, but still... Not that great. At least the running offense has, was a positive note for them last week. As look, I believe they had over yeah, over 200 yards rushing in that game. So we'll see if they'll be able to do against a very tough New England defense who were able to pick up a win against the Browns 38-15. to uh, 15. Quarterback Brian, uh, Bailey Zappi, another great game for him. 309 yards passing, two touchdowns, did have a fumble loss. But again, a great game by the rookie. Running back Ramondre Stevenson, 76 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Another great game for the running back. Wide receiver Devontae Parker leading receiving with four receptions for 64 yards. Tight end Hunter Henry with four receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Also tight end Janu Smith, two receptions for 61 yards. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers, four receptions for 60 yards. And wide receiver Traquan Thornton with one rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown in the game. So Zappi getting everybody involved in this game. So great to see for that New England offense. And Zappi just seems like he's in full control of this uh, New England Patriots offense. Which has a lot of people questioning if there might be a quarterback controversy in New England between Zappi and Mac Jones. Uh, he's expected to be healthy this week, so we'll see who the starting quarterback might possibly be for this Monday Night Football game. I would expect it to be Mac Jones, but the way Zappi's playing, it's kind of hard to take him off the field, it seems like. Uh, but again, this New England defense also looked very good as well against the Cleveland Browns. And one of the top defenses in the league this year is this New England defense. They were able to get after the quarterback quite often and force turnovers, exactly what they did against the Browns in this one. And that's exactly what I'm expecting them to do against the Bears in this game as well, as I think New England will pick up the win in this one. This Bears team is going to have a tough time going against the New England defense. 
Uh, whoever's that quarterback, I think, will be able to, again, going against a pretty good Bears defense as well. Uh, should be a very interesting game, but I think New England just has too much going for them. With the amount of Bill Belichick on that sideline as well, I expect them to pick up the win in this one. Uh, I'd say this will be probably about a 7-10 to 10 point game as well. Again, I do expect the Chicago defense to do some work against this New England offense in this one, but just that New England defense, I think, is going to be a big trouble for the Chicago Bears offense. And I do believe New England picks up the win in this one, and they will move to 4-3 and three on the season for the first time, I believe, the season going above 500. Uh, but again, that is all the games for Week 7 in the NFL. Again, not a lot of pretty games this week, but some interesting ones at least. Uh, again, the, we'll talk about some of those uh, ones that are interesting to talk about. I think Thursday Night Football game should be an interesting one to keep an eye on with the New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Falcons-Bengals could be an interesting one as well. Be interested to see how Dak Prescott is in his first game back for the Dallas Cowboys against the Detroit Lions. Uh, possibly the game of the week. Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans winner of that game will take over the AFC South. We'll see how Aaron Rodgers box back from a loss against the Commanders. Also, we have the Giants versus Jaguars. That could be an interesting one. Possibly an upset in Jacksonville coming from that one. Also, Broncos-Jets could be seeing an upset for the Broncos beating the Jets in that game. Seattle Char Seattle and uh, Los Angeles Chargers could be an interesting one. Chiefs 49ers also could be an interesting one at four those 4 o'clock games. We'll see what uh, Monday Night Football, how the Steelers look against Miami Dolphins. And, of course, on Monday Night Football, we'll see if this New England, who's going to be starting quarterback for New England. And we'll see <laughs> if this Bears team can have a little more bounce back on offense as well on that night. Uh, but overall, again, not a lot of pretty games on the week, but some interesting ones at least. So we'll see what happens on Monday Night Football. Again, a lot of great teams on by as three of the top four teams in the NFL all on by this week. And, of course, last Super Bowl champions as well on by the Los Angeles Rams. So... A lot of good teams missing, but overall, we got another week of football. That's what that's all that matters. A lot of great action happening in the NFL, and we can't wait to see what is going to happen here in Week 7 in the NFL. But a couple little things to talk about, this little side notes. Uh, interesting to talk about the Miami Heat uh, Miami Heat for the Minnesota-Miami game. Uh, is it a little unfair, it feels like, as Minnesota 120 degrees on their side, where Miami had a 90 degrees. Uh, surprised the NFL hasn't got involved in this thing at all either, but... Again, it's your home field. You should have an advantage some way. I guess that's their way of getting advantage by torching the other sideline and being cool and then in the shade on your sideline. Uh, again, Miami did suffer the loss of this one by eight points, but I wonder if that heat has how much of the heat that uh, how much that heat has an effect on their team. Uh, I'm pretty sure there should be some sort of uh, research on that at some point. And uh, a couple of uh, notes to talk about to end the show a little bit. I guess you could say, uh, of course, no one had heard about the Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder and him. Uh, getting dirt on NFL owners and Roger Goodell, as according to ESPN, as his head is apparently uh, Snyder had his law firm to get private investigators to look into NFL owners and execs. Of course, Snyder having problems uh, throughout his uh, life right now for the last few years with mur uh, workplace misconduct information investigation that led to a punishment, accusing of sexual harassment, also team accusing of financial and properties, which is always come from CBS Sports. I've learned this from. Uh, Again, a lot of bad things happened to Snyder throughout the years, and now I think trying to get back at other owners and NFL execs for that. And NFL owners have pretty much already said, we're not going to worry about it. This ain't anything we have to deal about. They could vote to kick him out as an owner, but again, they just don't want to do it. It's not worth their time. I, I think they feel like uh, no point in trying to mess around with this at all. So again, we'll see if this is true or not true by Snyder as time goes on, but... 
again, Snyder trying to try to get some dirt on the NFL, which again, it seems like a lot of owners aren't too worried about at this point. And the, the continuing saga for Deshaun Watson and lawsuits are continuing, sadly, as he has now received his 26th lawsuit from an unknown woman. Uh, the woman had 24 hours on Monday to include her name on the lawsuit. Uh, from the sound of it, she did. So there is now another lawsuit for Deshaun Watson. Uh, another thing he has had to deal with now uh, this year and next year, possibly. So again, Deshaun Watson seems like this was coming to an end. Uh, but sadly, it is not. But this should not affect him from coming back in Week 12 of the NFL against his former team, the Houston Texans. I see what you did there, NFL. Uh, but again, uh, another thing Deshaun Watson's going to have to deal with, the same thing seems like it's never going to end at this rate. Uh, seems like uh, every so often, every couple of months, another girl is going to add her name to this list. Uh, again, I'm not trying to defend Deshaun Watson. He might be guilty of this, and we might not, not never know. Uh, he, he's been proven not guilty as of right now by court. Again, I'm not saying anything is right or wrong in this one. But again, Deshaun Watson is going to have some more things to deal with now with a 26th woman uh, putting a lawsuit on him now as well. But again, beside all this uh, negative news I just brought up, uh, excited to see Week 7 in the NFL. Uh, a lot of great things to talk about here this week. Again, with all those games I mentioned. Uh, pretty nice to see how that Colts-Titans game is going to go. I want to see if the Colts can bounce back on that one, especially the Niners-Chiefs game. I think that will be a very interesting game to watch as well. Again, another thing to, uh, to watch him is to see how he's going to take uh, some hits in that game, possibly if he does play. And, of course, excited to see the New England Patriots to see what they'll be able to do against the Chicago Bears. But, again, that is all the football I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. For the latest information on the show, you can follow it on Twitter and Facebook uh, by at ColeTalk, uh, that's C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. I know you can message me questions or comments on the show. You can tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to alerts when the newest episodes are released. Again, this podcast is available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, and a bunch of others, iHeartRadio as well. So make sure you subscribe on any of those platforms to make sure you alerts when those episodes are released. Uh, speaking of episodes, we'll have... Later today, I'll be releasing my uh, reaction from the NXT show that happened on Tuesday night. I uh, was supposed to do one on AEW that happened last night as well, but ran out of time to watch that, so I'll be doing the AEW one uh, Thursday at original uh, time. On uh, Friday, we'll do a preview for the NXT pay-per-view Halloween Havoc. Uh, pretty much that, I should say. Uh, so we'll look into that show. On uh, Saturday, we'll talk about WWE SmackDown and my reaction from that one. On uh, Sunday, we'll talk about what happened at the Halloween Havoc premium live event. And get my reaction from that one. Then on Tuesday, we'll talk about uh, WWE's Monday Night Raw. And talk about sports uh, uh, all around here. As every sport in uh, North America is pretty much underway at this rate. NBA season started this week. So we'll go over the top games from that week. We have uh, the MLB playoffs happening right now. As we should be in the middle of the championship series. And that one, we might have a team that's already clenched their spot in the World Series. By the time that Tuesday episode comes around. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, of course, we'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about college football, which has some more exciting games happening this week. Also, if there's any news from the NHL, MMA, and also the NASCAR, which we have race two of the round of eight happening this week at Homestead, Miami. So another uh, interesting to talk about that one. Again, a lot of sports to talk about uh, this coming week on that show, so we'll have that coming up on Tuesday. And again, we'll wrap back around to Wednesday. We'll talk about NFL football once again. We'll talk about week eight and every other performances from week seven. And also talk about NXT again on next Wednesday. But again, 
So make sure you hear and get alerts from all those episodes. Subscribe to make sure you know when those episodes come out. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening to here today. I really appreciate it. I am your host, Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.